inspiring and equipping you to live the life you're destined to live. This is the Ascend Men Podcast. Galatians 6.14 says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. The Romans created the cross as a purpose to bring the most pain and the most shame as possible. The punishment of crucifixion wouldn't just include being nailed to the cross. The prisoner would be stripped of their clothes in front of everyone, whipped and put through the physical strain of dragging the cross into place. They would then be tied up with up to seven nails knocked straight through various parts of the body. With crucifixion, death ultimately occurred through a combination of constrained blood circulation, organ failure and asphyxiation as the body strained under its own weight. The cross was used not to only humiliate the prisoners, but to enforce rule and to keep the people in line. Through Jesus' action, he made the cross a sign of freedom, love and ultimate sacrifice. Today we see the cross on people who do not have any faith. We have it in our homes and on our bodies. I wonder how often we take the time to acknowledge what we are wearing and re-familiarise ourselves with the significance of what is being displayed. It's important to remember that we often talk about the cross very nonchalantly. Wearing it round our necks without sometimes having a full realisation of what it meant in the first century. To boast over the cross and to say these things in the first century would have been worse than boasting over the electric chair and what it does to people. In the current world we live in, we are fighting to have the best of everything. The best house, the best car, the best phone, best shoes. Fighting to look the best and keep up with society. In truth, all of us boast, sometimes without realising it. The choice we have is what to boast over. When our hearts are focused on what God is continuously doing for us, it becomes easier to ignore the attention-grabbing world that begs us to keep buying and keep flicking through social media. The enormity of his sacrifice is the only thing that can ever make us whole and that can fill us with the needs that our heart desires. The things of this world will only leave us wanting more. That's a great article, Luke. Thank you very much. So I'm Greg Barber. Uh, This is a slightly different format. And I'm joined today by... Luke Franks. And Patrick Leckie. Um, So we're going to reflect on an article by Luke. Um, So thank you for your thoughts, Luke. Um, And and I'm really pleased to be joined by you two um, this evening. Two guys that I met around the Ascend camp um, a few months ago. And it's great to be around a Zoom campfire to go a bit deeper on this article. Uh, so the first question is for you, you, Luke, as author. Um, what was the inspiration? What made you put pen to paper? I think um, it was predominantly reflecting on how society is at the moment. Uh, you can walk through town and see great big tattoos of crosses on people's arms and 
as well, I, I think it was a bit of self-reflection with actually how seriously do we take the cross on a day-to-day -day basis um, and therefore the understanding of the sacrifice that God has made, that Jesus has made in that um, and just trying to bring those two together for myself, but also to see what that means in the wider scale. Yeah, it's really powerful. Um, and Patrick, you've had some time to reflect on it. Is there anything that resonates from Luke's article? Yeah, I think that it's really such a, a message for our times to to think of um, something that goes a bit against the the current, uh, a bit of a countercultural move that is not um, boasting in in what fashion label we're wearing, in uh, how how good we might or might not be looking on that particular day or how many followers we've got on Instagram, but is something completely different, as you might say. And uh, I think it's important for us to have something to boast about as, as humans. It's probably maybe even a way that God designed us, but those things that we should boast about are perhaps not the things that we might be you know, naturally inclined to to boast about and 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 so boasting about the cross is um it can be hard i think it can be a challenge it can be scary uh to talk about it to um be upfront. but uh, as luke's pointed out um it's something that that's uh, just so important thank you i was really struck by um your bit in the article luke um when you talk about um we probably boast without realizing and and that link to the, the kind of things you um, you mentioned that we're um, all striving for in life, um, uh, just to keep up with the Joneses, I suppose. Worldly boasting exposes kind of underlying pride, which um, in itself theologians often consider the original sin. To replace that kind of pride, we should look to take pride in Jesus and boast about him. I'd be interested in getting your thoughts from both of you. So what does boasting only in Jesus kind of look like in your your life? Luke? So I think it's taking what he's done for us and putting that into practice. So we all fall short, whether we know it and accept it and are followers of Jesus or whether we don't. And I think as Christians, we can sometimes be very quiet about that, shop on Sundays, have a, have a great Sunday, and then get on with our work life. Um be a manager, be whatever we want to be. Um, but actually it's showing up and going, oh, is it church? And I just feel a real peace because of it. And taking that every day about the freedom that you've received from God, the peace that you get from what Jesus has done for you. And that sacrifice is is a daily thing. and it And it is living that out so other people can live it out in turn and learn about it in turn. Great. Is it different for you, Patrick? I think it's really similar, actually, to to what Luke's described and picking up on that thought of the, the fruits of the Spirit. So, um, you know, the, the love, the gentleness, the self-control, uh, the meekness, those sort of things are things that God gives us to boast about. It's the way that makes it attractive to people who, who aren't yet um, followers of, of Christ, so who don't who don't know who who Jesus really is, and it's a different way of boasting from the usual boasting, isn't it? So I guess it means um, 
yeah, not puffing ourselves up in the way that you'd normally boast, but actually sometimes um, humbling ourselves. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a strange sort of uh, word to use, but I think Paul uses it deliberately to actually trigger something to sort of challenge our perception of even what it what it means to boast. Um, and so, if we think of the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are blessed are the meek. Um, yeah, blessed are uh, those who are poor in spirit. And, and so we can sort of boast in that happiness and that blessedness that we receive. Uh, and it doesn't come from us either. I think most of the boasting is what people do for themselves. But when we're filled with grace, we can't take credit in that. And so um, we were filled, but we're filled with the Holy Spirit uh, instead of our own um, prowess and, and our own sense of you know, self-achievement. Yeah, that's great. Um, going in a slightly different direction, and um, you mentioned earlier, Luke, around we often see people, you know, as as brazen as a kind of cross tattoo, often on people that aren't Christian. Why do you think that is? How do you think the cross is perceived in wider society? And what? Why do you think people would make that stand and 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 have a cross tattooed on their body if they have no faith? I, I'd almost hazard a guess that it's seen as almost a fashion accessory whether it's a tattoo or a necklace i have friends that wear a cross with no no faith and things like that and 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 it's for no other reason than oh yeah it looks nice um and and it's it's no different with tattoos i think it's it's fashionable and i and i think looking back at the what the cross was in that first century what it meant it's almost a barbaric thought to have that on your body unless you are boasting in what it means i think it is just a a fashion accessory without the understanding of the implications of it anything from you on that patrick well yeah from my understanding i think for the first couple of hundred years the cross wasn't actually used by by christians it was more like that uh, symbol of the fish or various other things uh the way they used to call it before they called it christianity and um and it was for exactly that reason that it was a too much of a horrific statement of of you know, horrific, um, a horrific way to die, a horrific, uh, cruel, torturous death. And it, it, it meant powerlessness. It meant, um, you know, implosion and destruction. So nothing that was typically associated with a powerful God or a powerful religion that you wanted to follow. And so, so I, yeah, totally agree with Luke when he describes what it really means. And so it's interesting that it has become as popular as it has, and it has become such a global symbol, um, hopefully more recognizable than the, the McDonald's M, but but maybe maybe not in every case. And I think that there's always the the risk when, when symbols become popular and when they get mass produced like they do in these days, that they lose their actual meaning and they become 
um, just a just a stamp, just a fashion statement, like we said, and they become um, sort of devalued like currency or they um, become just a superficial statement. And I think there's a bit of virtue signaling going on. So although Christianity is super unpopular in some um, groups because of what it does stand for in other circles, it might be a sign that, oh, I'm a good person or you can trust me or I'm in some sort of in crowd in those cultures where it's still acceptable and it's still sort of seen as something to be held up on it, put on a pedestal. And so perhaps there's a sort of remnant of, of that going on. Um, and in some groups that still hold to um, maybe putting all sorts of symbols, they'll, they'll, they'll sort of spread their bets. Uh, you, you know, maybe they'll have the, the, the cross next to um, a Star of David or maybe next to, you know, something um, to do with, with, with Islam or something to do with Hinduism, you know, the Om symbol. And they could believe, well, you know, every God could be my God and I'll just, I'll just believe in all of them. Yeah. Uh, for example. Yeah. I like what you said there, the hedging of bets. I, I, I think I've actually seen that. Um, but your insight, um, that it's a relatively, um, you know, speaking through history, a relatively new, uh, new thing is, re is really fascinating. The last area I'll explore is around, obviously the start of your article, um, Luke talks about the graphic, horrific, unpacking of the pain Jesus will have uh, would have endured um and you allude to the fact that this it feels lost sometimes you know we minimize it by just wearing a, t a, a tiny cross in a way um is there any practical ideas from you two about how we kind of humble ourselves more um, and we can be a little bit more cognizant of it in our daily life it, it might seem um counterintuitive in a way uh, because as someone who's written this and seemingly against kind of having a cross in your body and things like that, I, I have a tattoo on my leg that is a cross. And I think I think it comes down to the meaning behind it, because to me, that is a reminder of I'm God's. I know that I'm not worthy. I cannot ever live a life that is worthy of God's. I need Jesus. It's the cross that will get me there. Um and not only that, it brings out conversations to allow me to to explain that to others. So it's very backwards to, in one breath, say, I really don't understand why people do this. It is, I, I, I don't like that we are trivializing such a important image with such depth because it's a sacrifice that you can't you can barely begin to contemplate but at the same time it's that constant awareness and making sure that we're not taking it for granted i think as as a church we are so aware that sunday should be passion we should be coming up we should be worshiping and we should it shouldn't be a chore but actually uh, that is that is brilliant but we should be doing this as well we should be going let's not forget the reverence side. Let's not forget the power of what has been done. Um, because I think we can watch sin happen so easily between our brothers and almost may maybe it's be a little bit easy on it, be a little bit, oh, I'm not, not so sure. But, but it comes down to it, that sin was put on Jesus. We, we need to hold that accountable to 
then go back and say, no, how can we be better? The most ridiculous thing that I've seen on Facebook is somebody was going to ask for a bike, but knew his parents couldn't afford it. So he stole the bike and then asked God for forgiveness. And it it's making sure that we aren't sinning because we know that Jesus has done a sacrifice. It's holding ourselves accountable because we know of the magnitude of the sacrifice. Don't read it into everything you read on Facebook. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, Patrick, the same question. Any insight about yeah how, how, how we can reach that kind of humility about everything that the cross um, symbolizes? I think I, I asked myself some of the same questions that that, that Luke has actually uh, just the other day, I was wondering, you know, am I really a Christian? <laughs> Do, can I really hold myself up to that standard? Can I really tell other people that? Can I introduce myself as that? Can I, is that a label I can associate with? I, I started wearing a, a cross around my neck. Also recently I did have before, but I lost it. And so then I bought another one and, and when I see it around my neck, sometimes I do think, what does this really mean to me? But as Luke mentioned i think it's not that different from when we go to church it's not that different from when we pick up the bible yeah familiarity can breed contempt or um a sort of laziness and and a lack of that sense of um impact but we've got to hold each other to account uh, as well as like what Luke said and we've got to challenge ourselves uh, on a daily basis and and i think it's that contact with the spirit that contact with with God, that refreshing and renewing of our minds every day that is going to keep us in that sense of reverence um, and that sense of, yeah, God's God's awesome power, Jesus's sacrifice and just the weight of um, the weight of sin on the one hand, but also the glory of of the grace uh, that's been given to us that's going to keep us in that perspective. And for me, it is a reminder so I think as an individual, if we can if we can wear it, um, wear it with that attitude and yeah, take it as, a, as an opportunity. Um, I think women have a, a, a maybe an easier time than men do because I actually get a bit jealous that women can more easily display their crosses. And every time I see it um, on a, you know, usually it's a lady that has it displayed. I think, oh, that's fantastic, you know, and I want to actually just go up to them and thank them and start talking to them about Jesus and and so on. Uh, and and I think that maybe as men we could do we could do more of that in some other way, um, as long as it's not used as as just a, as a badge or a medal of honor, but actually a statement, a really profound statement, like Luke was describing. So I think that yeah, ultimately, um, with with the right attitude, yeah, it's 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 a really profound thing and a real privilege isn't it um a bit like a medal maybe alan just showed me some of the medals um that his his wife joe is wearing um was wearing at the remembrance day service on the weekend and i guess in a similar way you know it's a profound privilege and honor it's a recognition um and if you sort of make light of it then then it'll become meaningless but if you really um, know what it means to you and means to other people, then it's it's something really special. Yeah, thank you. I've, I'm someone who's never worn a cross as jewellery, haven't got it as a tattoo, but it's really made me think about how would I and and the context around that and the story I would tell around that. It's a real opportunity, I think. I've obviously led us down a bit of a route with certain questions, 
so I'll just for a, open for any final reflections, anything that you, you didn't get to say, but you'd like to say. I think it's just um, trying to live in that constant reverence of what's been done for us. I think I'm quite a blasé type of person. And I think in some ways my faith can follow that line. I think because of that, it's all the more important to say to myself, but also the society we're in where actually England, the UK is now kind of officially not a Christian country to say it's even more important to get the foundations of the depth of the sacrifice that's been done. Very topical. Uh, Patrick? I think we can never plumb that depth that Luke's talking about. Um, We can try, you know, and we should try, but we can never really sort of fully grasp it because it's just so massive. It's so overwhelming. And um, it's, it's, it's that it's the physical nature of, of what Christ did, you know, bearing those, those wounds on his body. But when we look at spiritually what was happening and the way that, that Jesus, he sort of drank down when he drank, it was the cup, you know, the, 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 the cup of God's wrath for sin. And, um, there's a school of thought that says, you know, he wasn't, when he was sweating blood in the garden of Gethsemane, he wasn't afraid so much of the physical suffering he was about to endure as the spiritual suffering that was, was going to get heaped upon him for, you know, all the sins of all, all mankind. And I think it's, it's such a mind blowing thought that, that one person could do that who is fully human. Yeah. That, that it really kind of puts things in perspective, but I think it's enough to, to go on uh, and to, to sort of chew on for, for a lifetime. And that, yeah, these, these small ways, I think these tokens like a necklace or like a tattoo, they're, yeah, they're really important if they, if, if we, we really connect with them, if, if they've really got meaning and if they're a reminder of that sacrifice, um, a sort of daily reminder. And so if they are that, then, then that's beautiful because yeah, lest we forget, you know, lest we forget what Christ did, um, more than anything. And, um, in these dark days there, it's, it's more important than ever. Thank you. What a good way to end. Um, I've really appreciated the opportunity to delve deeper into an article. This is a new format for us on Ascend Men. Um, so do feedback uh, whether you've enjoyed it and, and and what you want us to consider again. But it's given us the chance to have a bit more space uh, to look at that um, scripture in Galatians. And thank you again, Luke, for penning the article. I'm sure all the Ascend Men can have similar reflections and you've given them the opportunity to do so and, and think about their own lives. So thanks very much, guys. Thank you, Greg. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Luke. Thanks, Greg. Um, Really appreciate the discussion. Thanks for both being here and thanks for um, sharing the reflections back. That's it for this Ascend Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, please share it with a mate. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we are stronger. Stronger.